Like to have everybody's attention for a moment. There's a stat. I don't like bringing up stats, but there's one stat about the Panthers. He's in the world is James Harden better scored than Michael Jordan. No, he's a more creative in that. He, Traveling he, is not creative, he Brandon. He <laughs> you know, no matter what the score is, and they've said it themselves, whether they're up 10, down 10, down 20, whatever, they know they can turn it on whenever. Lighting up the Cowboys. Right. This conversation. <laughs> Lived in Texas for two years and just could not stand to watch Cowboys football. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Listen up, listen up. Welcome to The Rundown. Here's Desmond Johnson. And welcome to a Wednesday edition of The Rundown. I am your host, Desmond Johnson. I am joined by John Oshevsky, a.k.a. Johnny O, on The Rundown Hotline. What's going on, brother? Nothing much, man. Just ready to get rolling here. A lot, a lot of good stuff happening last night. Yeah, man. Had me up super late last night. Uh, had to watch the uh, the battle between LeBron and Zion. Caught a little bit of that uh, over on the West Coast late last night. We had a lot of... ACC action. I won't go into my Tar Heels finally winning for the first time in a month and some change by uh, beating good old NC State. They're always good for a, <laughs> for a victory for the Tar Heels. <laughs> but uh, we, um, I did want to talk about what happened up the road here in Winston-Salem at the Joel. Duke uh, being upset by Wake Forest last night in double overtime. We'll talk about that in just a second, uh, as well as the Lakers and Pelicans playing last night. But I wanted to kick off today with uh, news out of Charlotte, well, really out of the NFL Combine. New uh, Carolina Panthers head coach Matt Rule uh, at the Combine was questioned about his potential starter at quarterback Cam Newton and uh, had some very interesting things to say about the potential future for the uh, present franchise player for the Carolina Panthers. I know there'll be a lot of questions about Cam. Um, my son keeps calling me asking questions, so uh, I figured um, I figured I'd address that right off the bat. You know, from my perspective, I'm unbelievably excited to get to get a chance to work with Cam. Um, you know, you, you come in from the outside, you don't really, you kind of know as a, as a fan, but just um, on a personal note, getting to know him. I mean, he is a diligent guy. He's working so hard, um, both in Atlanta and in Carolina, to get himself healthy. Um, you know, you meet him. He's a, he's this massive man, impressive man, and um, I've really enjoyed getting to know him. Now, uh, he also, Coach Rule, also mentioned that while he's looking forward to working with Cam Newton, he didn't go so far as to say that Newton was his quarterback just yet. If he is healthy, will he be your starting quarterback? You know, um, I, I probably won't say about anybody that they'll, hey, they'll be a starter. I'll try to be really, you know, um, especially in my first year try to be really um, uh, disciplined about not promising things to certain guys. I'll just say that I really want him on the team and I really want him to be healthy. And I know when, when Cam's healthy, who he is and the type of player that he is. And so my focus, you know, you'll hear me say I'm a process oriented guy. And that just sounds so cliche. I know, I know my wife says like, Matt, stop saying the process. But to me, it's just about, hey, am I, are we doing all the things to get him healthy? When, when Cam's healthy, he's, you know, one of the best of the best. So um, I won't speculate maybe on the future of really any player on our team, you know, but um, I'd like to get him healthy. I'd like to get him out there. Johnny O, initial thoughts on uh, Coach Matt Rule's comments on Cam Newton. He had to have known he was going to be asked these questions at the Combine, and he seemed pretty prepared for it when he was asked. What are your initial uh, thoughts off of what he said yesterday? You know, I, I like what he's saying. I mean, you know, he's coming in brand new. Um, this is his team now, and, you know, he's not guaranteeing any of the positions, which is fine. Um, and, of course, you know, he's not guaranteeing uh, – Cam Newton, you know, I mean, I, I, I got to go as far as saying, you know, it's okay for him to say that he's not going to be the starter right now and all that kind of good stuff. But man, you know, Cam has earned enough 
to, you know, maybe getting a little bit more respect than, than all the other positions like coach rule was saying, but you know, I just want him to be healthy and, you know, coach rule, I believe if, if Cam is going to be healthy, coach rule will be one of the happiest coaches in the NFL. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, actually I agree with your point there that, uh, I mean, you're talking about a former league MVP. It wasn't that long ago. It was just a couple years ago. Uh, led this team to a 15 and one record Super Bowl appearance, and they just picked a bad day to have a bad day in Super Bowl 50. And it, it does feel like that they're not really giving him the same type of uh, wiggle room as say, like a say if it was Tom Brady coming back from injury or Drew Brees coming back from injury or uh, or even Ben Roethlisberger who who missed pretty much all of last year and is older yeah. than Cam considerably. And it's this, I think he's the second highest paid player in the league. And there's no question that he's going to be the starter when he returns from injury. If he chooses to return from injury, uh, I think it was a, a wrist or arm injury he had. And um, yeah, it was, it was arm. yeah. And there's no question in Pittsburgh that he's going to be the starter and he's kind of earned that. Now, granted, he's won, you know, two Super Bowls. So that kind of goes a long way towards it. But I did uh, wanted to go back and try to figure out when all this uh, went down because Cam had the surgery for Liz Frank uh, in his uh, foot. Back in January, uh, Coach Rule did mention that he is trending towards being cleared medically in March, which is literally next week. So, um, did it did it sway your opinion on whether or not Cam will be on this roster at the beginning of the year in 2020, based off of what Coach Rule was saying, or do you kind of feel like it's the same line they've been walking this whole time? I, I think it's the same line um, that they're walking. I mean, they got they got to make sure he's healthy, you know, and uh, but then then the the question arises, you know, if he's healthy, okay, you got to go with him. You know, at that $20 million a year, that's cheap to have a quarterback like him. Oh, yeah, it's like but middle of the pack, yeah. On, but on the flip side, if he's healthy, you know, are they going to try to trade him, you know? I mean, I, I just don't know what to think, but I can't wait for that workout or whatever he's going to be doing once he's cleared in March to see how he looks. And, and from – what you and I spoke about the other day uh, off the air, um, you said you saw saw him kind of working out a little bit, and he looked really, really good. Yeah, he. Uh, if you follow Cam's Instagram page, he's been posting workout videos, which he's been known to do in the uh, in the off season. Um, he, he's been posting these videos, and this year in particular, he's been posting them. And I think yesterday he was doing, you know, the plank where you have to like basically lay well not lay but you're kind of like in an upright push-up position but you're on your elbows and you have to stay there as long as you can it really works your core muscles he was doing an instagram video doing that and screaming you know he's the most comfortable when he's uncomfortable and um <laughs> he looks good i mean I, now he hasn't been running around or anything like that because he hasn't been able to do that yet but he's been doing seven on seven drills at his camp and everything else he looks really sharp um, I'm kind of curious as to what they're going to do with him. And a thought really yesterday, we've mentioned it before in the rundown, but a thought started crossing my mind who would be perfect for the situation because the Panthers are in the seventh spot. So they're not going to really be in contention for Tua. Uh, they would have to move heaven and earth and probably six draft picks uh, and players to get up to number one for Joe Burrow, which kind of defeats the whole purpose of getting him. Um, I, sure. think, I think honestly for me, and I, I meant to go look it up before we started the show, but why not, you know, keep Cam at the nineteen million this year on a prove it deal, and in like the top of the second draft, Jalen Hurts from uh, Oklahoma. If Matt Rule is really attached to the RPO, I think Jalen Hurts has been the un- I mean, he's become the forgotten quarterback of this past college football season. No one is talking about him, but he was a finalist for the Heisman. 
Boy, that's a good I, I kind of like what you just said there because I I've been a Jalen Hurts fan, well, to be honest with you, ever since he left Alabama. No, I mean I really liked the way he played at Alabama. <laughs> but when he left, you know, I was so excited for the kid because number one, he's a class act. Number two, he's a football player, man. He really wants to play this game. And and I know he's announced I'm coming in as a quarterback, which I you know what? I completely respect because this guy's been working his ass off to be the best quarterback he can be. And boy, he would be a nice little backup for Cam. I mean, right. they are they look they look alike, man. Right. They're built alike. And he and yeah. he ran the RPO at Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley, who if you gotta run it for somebody in college, I would think Lincoln Riley would be the top guy right now that you would want to come out of. And if they're I mean I'm just kinda thinking of like Say so Cam's back, but say I mean Cam's thirty. So say Cam, yeah, they keep him in there for a couple of those RPO options just to keep defenses honest. But what if you have a special package with Jalen Hurts? He'll come in and he can it's not like it's, it's gonna be like a Tim Tebow type situation where he comes in and you know they're gonna run the ball. He can throw the ball. So I mean He can almost, throw the ball. Almost like Absolutely. A, like, like a Taysom Hill kinda in New Orleans type situation where they bring him in for short yardage type things. Uh, you know, weird packages and just things to keep defenses off guard. Why not have Jalen Hurts? You get him in the second round. He's under Cam for a year. If Cam doesn't perform or just isn't at that level of 30 to 35 million a year type player, then you can let him go for with nothing at the end. If you really, truly want to do a rebuild, hand the keys to Jalen Hurts. If he does play to expectations or higher and demands a contract, then you can decide that then what to do. But They've, yeah. got, they've got enough talent on offense where I don't really believe this is a full rebuild with DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel, and uh, and they've got picks where they can plug that in. Really, the whole entire defense is going to be flipped out because like, I think eight of the 12 starters are free agents or something along those lines. So I can see them totally getting all that out and bringing in free agents and, and draft picks or whatever. But the, I, I, fall, I stopped short in saying it's a total rebuild because they do have talent still on the roster. It's just a matter of fixing the – the offense and defensive lines, but I wanted to throw that Jalen Hurts theory out there because he, no one's t- for some reason, no one's I, I talking like about it. him. Yeah, no one's talking about him for some reason. I don't know why. No, and I, I really do like that. And uh, yeah, I mean the Panthers. Yeah, I, I don't want to say rebuild either because you're right. There's there's some big names that you just mentioned there, but they are going to be a totally different team. But you know, in closing, best best case scenario is Cam at quarterback and McCaffrey behind them, and I think uh, I think we'll be watching Carol, uh, Carolina Panther football on Sundays and enjoying it. So let's uh, let's go down the road to the Joel Lawrence Joel Veteran Memorial Coliseum in Winston Salem last night. That had the place rocking. I haven't seen him that full in a while. Watching some of this on TV, I actually got home. Uh, right around nine o'clock, and I was flipping over to Carolina and State just to kind of see, you know, how Carolina was going to screw this up. And I realized at the bottom of my screen that Duke and Wake Forest were in overtime because when I first when I first <laughs> saw the score, there was like a minute and a half left, and Duke was up by like nine. So I'm like, okay, Duke's going to close this out, and they just beat Wake by like a billion, like a couple of weeks ago. Um, so yeah. I'm thinking about it, and then it flashed again, and they were tied going into overtime. And I'm like, what is going on? So I had to flip over. I ended up staying there through the entire, pretty much most of the first half of Carolina and State. I was watching Duke and Wake Forest in overtime. A um, couple of bits here. Wake is victorious, 113-101 to 101 over number 7th-ranked Duke. Uh, the 113 points is the most – well, it's tied for the most points scored on a Coach K team in his coaching career, um, which, I, which I thought was very interesting. Um, 
Duke had a 98.6% chance of winning the game with 90 seconds to go in regulation and still found a way to lose it. Um, it's the first win against Duke for Wake Forest in nearly six years. The last time they beat Duke was in March of 2014. Uh, they had 11 straight losses up to this uh, up to last night. Uh, Olivier Saar had 25 points for the Deeks. Um, Wendell Moore Jr. had 25 points. They had kids fouling out. Did you get a chance to watch some of this game at all last night, Johnny? Oh, it's so funny. I mean, I, I did exactly what you did uh, when you were saying that. Because cause I, I saw it, and then I saw it was about like 60 to 48. Because I was flipping back and forth to games and the, 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 the bait, the whole nine yards. Yeah. And I, I saw it was 60, 48, and I'm going, oh, geez, I, it doesn't look like that anything's going to happen there. And I got away from the weight game completely. And then I turn it over to the Carolina game. And just like you said, the guy, go, or the announcer goes, oh, yeah, they're in. Uh, it looks like they're looks like wakes up eight points in the second overtime. Yeah. And I said, what? <laughs> Brandon and I Childress, switched man. It over, and I couldn't believe what I saw. And uh, it, that, that it's just so enjoyable. I, I'm sorry. It is so enjoyable to see Duke get beat and and Wake Forest. <laughs> Wake Forest needed that win so bad, just, you know, just so they, they, they had something to celebrate this year. And, and back to, uh, you just mentioned Childress, you know, cause I remember his father, man, Randolph, he, he still it, it was the most spectacular, one of the most spectacular ACC players I've ever seen since I moved down here, but his son who was having a horrible game, most of the game yeah, just completely that. took over, completely took over the game and uh, got himself a victory over Duke for the first time in his four-year career. Actually, so it, it was it, that, that was wonderful, and that's how crazy college basketball is this year. Yeah, it's the second time in a week Duke has lost on the road to an unranked in-state opponent. They lost by 22 at NC State last week, and I actually have some audio uh, from Brandon Childress. A uh, pretty emotional moment for him. Uh, right at the very end of the game, he's been interviewed on court, and this is what he had to say. I'm sorry, but... When you go through what I've been through throughout my process here at Wake Forest, nobody believed in me. Nobody believed I could play in this conference. I had people, locals, locals, friends, even family members telling me I wasn't good enough to play at this level. And here I am, sitting here, storming the court. First time we ever beat Duke here in my career. And you can see it. Remember the recognition I'm getting from my teammates right now. This is all. And then, uh, you know, so super emotional moment for Brandon Childress, uh, super proud of him. And then on the other side, uh, of course, Coach K, you know, wasn't pleased about how his team played at the Joel last night. And he had some uh, comments regarding how it was a pretty much an alarming loss for his team as they head into March. And I'm disappointed in our group. I didn't think we came. I didn't think we 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 came the way we should and the way we've practiced and we 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 show our youth so much and um this is our 28th game you would hope that we'd be older by now but we weren't we were not tonight any concerns about duke uh losing these games on the road to nc state and wake forest uh like they have uh, over the past seven days well it's it's going to make it interesting that's for sure for them to you know Obviously, Duke can beat anybody in the country, but obviously they can get beat by anybody in the country. Think of some of their losses, man. Like, right. What was it? Uh, uh, Stephen, a. Uh, Stephen F. Austin at home at, earlier in the year. Oh they my lost gosh. to them. Um, yeah, they've had some 
some head scratchers for sure. And yeah, they've got some young guys, but they always have young guys. And actually, this team was touted as being one of the more experienced Duke teams that Kay's had in a few years because he's got some uh, some upperclassmen. Alex O'Connell's on this team. Um, uh, uh, Javin Delorier's on this team. He fouled out last yep. night. Um, actually, they had uh, David Robinson's kid playing center because uh, Vernon Carey fouled out. Six, he played 16 minutes, uh, <laughs> David Robinson's son. I couldn't believe when I saw that. But who would have thought, does? Who would have thought Wake Forest would outlast Duke? They outlasted them. In oh this yeah. Game, right? Well, they, I think Duke had like three guys foul out of this game. Like they were like scratching the bottom of the barrel uh, for that. And Wake just found a second gear uh, in the second quarter, in the second overtime, and just pulled away. So I mean, this is the second double digit loss that Duke has had. And really, honestly, I think this not this loss knocks them off the two line. I think they're going to be down in the three line uh, unless they win the ACC tournament. But like you said, this whole season's been nuts. Like, after watching last night, uh, I did finally make it back to State Carolina. And for some reason, Carolina was able to hold on to win, uh, thanks to Garrison Brooks yep. hitting those free throws and stuff towards the end. And I can't shake this feeling that there's enough talent on Carolina's team to make some sort of run at the ACC tournament. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win five straight and win the whole thing. Would it surprise me if they did? No, not so much because of them. It's really more of everyone else. Like, I can't really... Like, I guess Florida State is leading the ACC right now. Duke dropped a game yeah. behind them last night, and they're tied with Louisville. Um, Duke has not won the regular season outright, uh, I think, since 2006. They haven't won it at all Two, since 2010. 2010, yeah. yeah they shared it with Maryland. Something? Yeah, so they haven't won it in a decade. And I know that a lot of Duke fans don't count the regular season title, blah, blah, blah. But it is some, it is a thing, you know, to finish first in the ACC. Typically, it gets you a one seed in the NCAA tournament. I don't know if we're going to have a one seed at all. I don't think we are going to have a one seed at all this year. No, no. You know, maybe FSU. If uh, if FSU wins the you know the regular season and the ACC tournament, they'll probably sneak into the number one. I would think anyway. But um, and back to Carolina. You know, that is they do have talent on that team. Um, you know, it's just, you know, they lost so many close games at the end and, you know, and, and that, you know, that's the important part of the game, but they got a lot of talent on that team, but, you know, more than any other 11 and 17 team, let right. me put it that way. <laughs> that's true. And of course, and of course, you know, they're starting to play pretty good you know, last really couple weeks and they play Syracuse this Saturday. So, you know, <laughs> it, it's going to be interesting, you know, because both teams have been back and forth all year long, so that should be interesting. Now, I do want to go back real quick to Brandon Childress, though. Mm -hmm. it, is so, it is so nice, you know, I mean, he showed that emotion, and, and you know, he's a four-year guy. We don't get that anymore, Des. You know, a four-year guy that has been through so much as a college student athlete and it was so nice to see something good happen to that kid because you can tell he you know he busts it all the time he's had a couple little injuries this year and i, I couldn't be happier for that kid man I, I i love when a senior can go out with something that he can remember yeah yeah so uh and wake they stormed the court after that's the second uh court storming that duke's had to experience this week because it happened at uh PNC Arena with State also, too. Uh, I did want to touch on uh, last night in the pros, uh, a matchup we talked about a couple of days beforehand that we were looking forward to, and that was the uh, the Western Conference leading Los Angeles Lakers taking on Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans, who are fighting for the eighth playoff spot. I think they're three games behind 
uh, the Grizzlies in the West. So we could be seeing a first-round preview uh, from what we saw last night, and it did not disappoint LeBron. 40 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Zion had 29 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists. Um, it, it, it feels like LeBron gets up whenever um, – Whenever he's had to play one of these young guns, one of these guys that might be, you know, taking the throne eventually from him. I went back to go look in November when they played against Dallas and Luka Doncic. Uh, LeBron had 39 points, 16 assists, and 12 rebounds. And <laughs> in November when they played Atlanta and Trey Young, he had 33 points and 12 assists. So it's like he gets up. Uh, when I could tell a little bit from watching the game. Because they had a lot more fast break points than they normally do. I think Zion. I mean, I think LeBron had like 17 points off of fast breaks. He had a couple of crazy dunks. He he looked like he was 28 years old last night. Um, he did. And uh, he he did. he, uh, he did um, for, well. Let me start off first with Zion. Uh, I had some audio from both of them. Uh, Zion talking about how he enjoyed going up against LeBron uh, last night. It was a great experience. Uh, he's an incredible player. His resume speaks for himself. Um, I mean, he showed it tonight, so they got the win, and that's what we were trying to get, so we came out there. And then LeBron uh, was talking about Zion and how he's perfect for today's game. In his first, what, 10, 11 games, um, he's playing exceptional basketball. Um, I think every game is going to get better and better just having um, that experience. Um, I think today's game is the perfect fit for his game, the high, the high pace, the, um, the way they play. It fits his game. The speed, run up and down. Um, you know, playing it at that speed. You know, they move the ball. You know, they try to get it up and up the court and like remind you like the Phoenix Suns back when uh, uh, you know Steve Nash was running at that first eight seconds. So um, it works perfectly. And, and our game is such you know so many possessions now and it's so much space that it's, it's perfect for his game. What are your uh, thoughts on? Uh, well, clearly Zion has lived up to the hype. We had to wait half a season to see it but uh are you surprised that zion's been able to acclimate himself so easily uh to the the professional game he's he's 18 years old he's you know 18 19 years old am i surprised at the level he has got what what what's he been 12 13 games yes i mean i knew he was gonna be really really good but he he's blown me away so far i mean he is He's muscle in these guys. I thought maybe he would have trouble underneath and wouldn't be able to get, you know, some of these, you know, these uh, rebound buckets and, and, and some of his moves inside. He's doing it. And if, if he can, you know, he was pretty good from the free throw line last night, 13 for 19. Um, if he can get that free throw every, you know, that percentage around 70, 72%, this dude's going to be a 30 point game a game scorer um and to think you know he's 19 and he played against lebron james last night in staples center in los angeles okay just say six or seven years ago he was 12 or 13 years old looking at lebron playing the finals and now he's playing against them that is why sports is just just it's the thing to watch, man. It's it, it, you don't you never know what can happen. Zion, uh, he that, last night was his fifth straight twenty-five point game. It's tied him with Luka Doncic and Carmelo Anthony, your boy, for longest streak by a teen in NBA history. Um, and I want to say he is one of three people that dropped that many points on the Lakers um, as a rookie. LeBron is the one, and uh, I want to say it might have been Carmelo was the other one um, that dropped as many. Um, as well the thing and I like what you said about Zion in terms of um, 
what he's doing, how he's acclimated himself. Because honestly, just watching him play, he was like this at Duke too. They didn't really have to run plays for him. You don't really have to feature him for him to be effective. Like he's just his motor is the craziest motor I think I may have ever seen. Like it's just constantly go, 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 go. And like he he gets a lot of like like trash points, I guess you could say. I don't want to call them trash points, but like second chance points, putbacks. Um no, but, it is. You You're know, right. he just You're there's right. no there's no play for him. He's just around the ball so much. It's it's crazy. That's his game, and uh, they they interviewed Coach Gentry. I think after the first quarter last night or whatever, and he said, "No, we we do not have set plays for Zion. He just, you know, we just kind of go with it. You know, for those second chance points, and, and and you know when he's running the floor, and he never looks tired. No, I mean he's he never looks tired. They uh they and I noticed too last night that the Pelicans have fallen in love with the lob. Like, Lonzo Ball is probably the prototypical point guard to play with Zion Williamson because he can throw a lob from 90 feet away, and he has. And, like, he, yep. it's, they've grown into this chemistry where there was a couple of times last night where Lonzo just kind of waited for Zion to do that little spin he does towards the rim, and as soon as he did it, the ball was, like, right there. And, like, normally that takes time to, 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 to build that trust. They've done it in, like, I don't know, how long has Zion been back? Three weeks? Two weeks? Like they've yeah. literally yeah. got that chemistry right now, so it's it's interesting to see what's going to be with them. I think the NBA would love to have the Pelicans in the playoffs. I don't know if uh, they're wanting to have them in the playoffs against the Lakers the first round, but uh, that might be something that we end up seeing here um, come playoff time, which is right around the corner here in April. Uh, Johnny, oh, gotta let you go, man. Thank you for hitting up all these topics with us, man. We might make this uh, three things with Johnny O like a regular segment um, each Wednesday or something if you're down for it. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. All right, brother. I appreciate it, man. All right, man. So that's John Oshevsky, a.k.a. Johnny O, coming at us with uh, his thoughts on some of the topics from last night. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, if you could choose three athletes, past, present, dead, or alive, to sit down and have dinner with, who would you choose? You're listening to The Rundown. You're listening to The Rundown with Desmond Johnson. Havilene Express Lube of Kernersville. Their service facility is independently owned and operated by Mac Allen, providing full service repair and maintenance services. They use the latest diagnostic equipment to guarantee your vehicle is repaired or serviced properly and in a timely fashion. Mac and his team pride themselves on commitment to the local community and providing value-driven service in an inviting, friendly environment. Go see Mac at Haveline Express Lube of Kernersville for all of your automotive maintenance needs. The specials never stop at Blue Naples Pizza, an Italian restaurant. Every day, you get a large two-topping pizza for only $11.99. On Sunday, watch football and enjoy our large one-topping pizza and 10 wings for only $17.99. Plus lunch specials every day of the week. Blue Naples Pizza, an Italian restaurant. 1519 Union Cross Road in Kernersville. Raise Body Shop and Record Service has served Winston-Salem and surrounding areas for over 50 years. In addition to collision repair, Raise also performs auto painting and towing. Using only the best quality products and materials, Raise team of technicians is the best of the best. Family owned and operated, all of their work is guaranteed. When you find yourself in a bind, their 24-hour emergency towing and record service is here to help. Call Raise Body Shop and Record Service today for a free estimate. 336 
888-688-6174. Zesto Burgers and Ice Cream is a modern-day American diner serving burgers, sandwiches, wings, ribs, other quality food, and ice cream since 1945. Located only minutes from East Forsyth at 2600 New Walkertown Road. Every Monday, 35-cent boneless wings, and every Wednesday, 50-cent bone-in wings. 100% fresh, never-frozen Angus beef burgers, fried fish, steak, shrimp, chicken platters, and more. Delivery now available through Grubhub, Takeout Central, and DoorDash. Zesto Burgers and Ice Cream, 2600 New Walkertown Road in Winston-Salem. NetCastSports.com brings you live and on-demand sports from all over North Carolina. Available on every device, your phone, laptop, television, or tablet. No contracts, watch one game or every game without having to worry about greedy long-term subscription services. It's not magic, it's just giving people what they want. A way to watch sports anywhere without having to get locked in to another monthly payment. Netcast Sports is proud to be a partner with Sports Carolina Monthly and hoping to bring today's broadcast to you. Back to the rundown with Desmond Johnson. Definitely check us out at bestsportstalkshow.com or listen to the live feed that's on right now on our Facebook at Sports Carolina Monthly. Um, little barbershop talk, guys. I, I've been wanting to do this topic a little bit for a while now. If you could choose three athletes, past, present, alive, or dead, to join you for a foursome, who would you pick? And uh, I see Brandon Hart at work over here on the side, so I'll let him go first with the, uh, the first the first pick of the Sports Carolina Monthly uh, Dead or Alive uh, Athlete Draft. Man, to- I was, because this is tough, man. <laughs> this is tough, and I was thinking I wanted to get a group that would um, mesh well together, too, like I want the chemistry to be good. So I went pretty diverse. Uh, first off, I would have Muhammad Ali. Oh, wow. Definitely got to have him in there. Um, Pistol Pete. I think would be dope too. So I'll have Pistol Pete, Muhammad Ali, then rounding it out, Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson, really? Yeah. What, what's up with uh, AI? AI? Really? Yeah, he's my second favorite athlete. Well, I'd say second favorite basketball player, maybe second favorite athlete of all time. Wow. Like, I, I love AI, man. He's an icon. I was never, I was always, because they came out the same year, I was always in the Kobe Bryant camp. Like, I was never as big of an Allen Iverson Ooh, fan. I was AI. Yeah, I know, I know a lot of people that are AI fans. I never could really. I don't know. I never really. I, I liked him. He was yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I had but, the I mean, answer. I had the question. I had all the. Yeah, the cornrows. Oh too. You try to get. <laughs> Man, <laughs> change. I'm talking about the jersey. Yeah. I'm not crossover. <laughs> don't even care about the, any other part of the game. I'm just trying to cross over. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's up, Rod? Who would, uh, who would you take uh, to your dinner? Past, uh, present, or future. I'm or definitely past, present, dead or alive, I I've say. got one person in agreement with Brandon there, and that is Muhammad Ali. I mean, he was such a icon socially as yep. well as yep. in the sports arena because he came up during a time when things weren't so you know kosher between you know the races here in America during Facts. the civil rights. Right, and he wasn't afraid and he, to speak up. Right, and he and he speak up. Right, and he stuck up for what he believed in. And then he was such a top athlete as well that we saw today. But I would love to speak with him about the division and the people who may have been on his side before he decided to speak up 
And then how they may not have been on his side after he spoke up just to see the difference and then to see it all come back around later on and how everyone began to show him love, you know, from the time he got back in the box until the time he lit the torch at the Olympics, you know, to the time of his passing. So I would have loved uh, to have a great conversation with Muhammad Ali. And then the second person is my main man who I idolized growing up in high school. Um, this guy was number 56. He was a Tar Heel, and he was also a New York Giant. My man Lawrence Taylor, oh, Lawrence also Taylor. known as LT. LT would put the pain on you. I modeled my uh, high school football game after LT. You know, I did things, that, or I tried to do things that I thought LT would do. Didn't matter what the coach called on the sideline. Oh, yeah. But if I saw LT try something or do something, I was doing it that week in football. So LT was my man. I was scared to death of Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> I really was because I was a Redskins fan as a little kid. I started out as a Redskins fan, and Lawrence Taylor was w one of the few guys that I'd never met before, but just scared me to death on television by him running. I mean, it didn't even look like he was like running like defensive plays. Like they mm -hmm. were just like, "All right, LT, you just go line up over there on the right side, exactly, and kill the quarterback." Mm -hmm. Like that's all you want me to do, coach? Just At, kill the quarterback. And LT <laughs> would make you think that he's off in position, right? Like he's not on the end. And the whole time he's planning on blitzing, so he's timing it where he's coming kind of in the middle of the field and walking up to the line and edging around the edge. True, and then all of a sudden true. he takes off when the ball Just is hiked. The complete so, linebacker. Yeah, and I did the same thing. I tried to do the same thing in high school. I act like, oh, we're mixed up on the opposite ends, and then all of a sudden they snap the ball, and here I come, man. So LT was my man. He was my man. And then my third guy, I wanted to go a basketball guy, but I had a – problem Dez and I know you're gonna say I'm breaking the rules here oh, no. but I'm just gonna say I had a problem of picking I'm gonna tell you which one I'm gonna pick at the end but I'd like to give you both the basketball players first okay number one was Michael Jordan I'd say heck you know it'd be nice to have a sit down with Michael Jordan but on the other side there's somebody else I'd really love to talk to and that would be Lynn Bias mm, and I think and I think I'm gonna pick Lynn Bias because there was so much that we could have learned so many questions about Lynn Bias. You know, he was a heck of a player. You remember he beat the Tar Heels all by himself. Um, the Boston Celtics were going to draft him number one regardless. They didn't care if he did cocaine, mocaine, or, or Novocaine. <laughs> they did not care. They was, were going to draft time. him. Yeah, first time yeah. even doing it. So, and, and there yeah, were questions like much. that that I would like to ask him. Like, hey, what made you do it? How long were you man. really doing it? Because I'll be honest with you, man. They say it was his first time. I don't believe it was his first I mean, time. I don't because in most cases, regardless of us doing something, we never take the biggest fallout our first time no. doing it. Which well, is he, what causes us to go back. Well, he was with some guys that it wasn't their first time. Um, yeah. It was guys from the team. Um, and see, that was right around the time when I really – I was old enough to start understanding basketball because I was yeah. 85, 86. I'm eight years old. So I'm right. starting to follow stuff. Like I I'd started rooting for Carolina more. Um, and I've told this story before. If Duke had won the 86 National Championship, I might be sitting in front of you as a Duke fan right now because I, I like that Duke team with Johnny Dawkins. Right. And, yeah. uh, Jay Billis and, and Mark Allery and all those guys. And I, I love Johnny Dawkins. So, like, following them go. And they never lost. They lost, like, one or two games right. the whole year until they got to Louisville on purpose, Ellison. But them losing that game, then the next year I started following Carolina a little bit more. Um, I was a Kenny Smith fan. Kenny Smith's probably the first Carolina mm -hmm. player I can really kind of remember as a kid. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, from that point on, yeah. So, um, I, I was trying to figure out if I wanted somebody different. But uh, I, I ended up with three basketball players. The, the first person that came to mind was Magic Johnson. Because yeah. he, he just seems yeah. like he'd be a great dinner companion. Like, he just seems uh, easy to talk to. 
he's done a whole lot in his life. Like, he's right. basically had a second life after basketball and became an even more successful person in the business world mm-hmm. than anyone expected him to. Mm-hmm. Um, add on the fact that, my gosh, when did he when did he announce? 91? It was either 91 or 92 when he announced the age. So it's been, what, 30 Cause I remember, years? Yeah, I remember all the jokes that came out. You remember, <laughs> I'm just God, saying. You man. remember the joke where they used to say, what do you call Magic Johnson in a wheelchair? Uh-uh. No. They were like Rolaids. Oh, I do remember that. You remember that joke? Uh, I, yeah. I, I feel ashamed that I do remember that. But yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember yeah. I mean, that was the first thing I remember because Leon Callahan told it to me. And I was like, really, Lee? <laughs> really? You got to tell me that? But, but like you were saying, he's, he, he's healthier than any of us sitting here yeah. right now. It's crazy. Yeah. But like I'm you to say something. I don't know, man. I mean, you got, yeah. you got money. You can kind of yeah. get those, those, looking stuff living good. Yeah. Yeah. He had it 15 years ago, yeah. drinking orange juice and all but, that good stuff. But like you said, man, he's had a life after basketball. And he said that he went to Dr. Buss, who taught him how business actually works. He said if it hadn't have been for that relationship and him uh, taking the time and Dr. Buss taking the, the time to sit down, show him exactly how business works, he said he might not be as successful as he is now, which is why I think he wants, well, another reason, not only that he played there, which is why he wants the Lakers to do so well and why he has such a, re- a relationship with the daughter, Jeannie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all due to her dad, Dr. Buss. Now, um, you know, theaters, Burger Kings, mm-hmm. like he, he, Starbucks, Star, he the Dodgers, the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, I mean, he, maybe he, he'll own an NFL team. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> you know, I, I think I thought he was kind of in the run and try to. Um, who was it? Somebody? I think it was the Chargers. Was, the people were saying the Chargers might sell, and he was in the run and trying to get them to sell. I could see Magic as an NFL owner. I really could. That would be mm-hmm. really interesting. But I'd have him on, um, LeBron James. Because it's the same type of thing where, like, it, it fasc- these guys that didn't go to college, mm-hmm. they fascinate me because they're uh, – what's the word I'm looking for here? They're still intellectually, like, smart. Like, LeBron has a photographic memory. Yeah, like, which uh, is nuts. You see the clip um, they put out, I think it was yesterday. It was him and Anthony Davis in the locker room, and they were interviewing him. And LeBron is going through the entire sequence of that last play of the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. And he remembered everything from the inbound, who caught it, who passed it here, what the other guys doing on the other side of the court. Boom, 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 all these passes. And, and then he's, he remembered every single detail all the way down to him dishing it into Davis in the paint, and he got fouled to send him to the line. Uh, and, he, and they won the All-Star game from the foul line. But he could recall it like three, four days later, every single part of it. And to, that, to me, I'm fascinated to be around somebody with a mind like that that can remember those kind of things. Yeah. And LeBron's done a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, definitely, he's been in the spotlight since he was 14. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, he's never really – come in short when it comes to the hype like he literally has yeah. delivered every single or, or level exceeded it. yeah i mean like i mean you would think that he would flop and i remember this um i remember this kid i was watching some kind of sports thing and somebody brought him up and i totally forgot about him but i remember he was big when we were in high school rod do you remember the name shea cotton i don't he was a basketball player in los angeles um it was on the cover of sports illustrated at age 15 he was basically lebron before lebron he was about he was, I graduated in 96 uh, from East Forsyth, and it was around that time, 95, 96. He was on the cover, um, muscular, light-skinned dude, could dunk on anybody. Shoot. I mean, he was literally LeBron before him. And I think he did – I think he went to college for like a year, came out. He was never a star in the NBA. He, he did play in the NBA, a couple of teams, and he went overseas or whatever. But he, but LeBron never – he never – I mean, he failed, but he never failed at expectations in terms of what he was supposed to be for his career. No. And now seeing what he's doing in terms of, like, um, 
branching out with his production company and making all these shows. I love Uninterrupted, um, oh, yeah. the, the barbershop barber show he's got on HBO. Yeah. Yeah, the shop, I love that show because yeah. they have top-level guests. Like, they've had Diddy on there. They've had Will Smith yeah. on there. They've had um, Jimmy Iovine on there. Like, I mean, they've had all these high-end guys that have come through there, and you get to hear, like, what makes them tick, like, mm-hmm. from all worlds, sports, entertainment, like, everything. Mm-hmm. So I'd have LeBron, and then um, – I think I'd have Kobe. I think I'd have Kobe there too, because yeah, because okay. Kobe would be like um, the thing that kind of ties the conversation with Magic and LeBron together. And I'm just gonna sit back at dinner See, with my, my steak and just so you having a Laker listen. dinner pretty much. Pretty that's, much. <laughs> right, that's what he came because I was like I would have Michael Jordan, but it's like I kind of know what he's gonna say. He's gonna probably be a little guarded because yeah. he's Michael Jordan. He don't really say a whole lot. Kobe seems like the type where he modeled himself after Jordan, but once you kind of break down his initial wall of yeah. defense that he would become super talkative in terms exactly. of just like, from everything I've heard the past couple of weeks since he's passed, he asked a lot of questions to mm-hmm. people, ordinary people. like, And people could never figure out, was it just him just trying to get out of a conversation or was he genuinely interested in learning how did you fix that sink or how did you park that car? I mean, just something random. He would ask these random questions about it and really it was him absorbing info. Like he was a sponge. So I respect that too. And he was doing the same thing with LeBron. The man won an Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> like, won an Oscar. Yeah. So, I mean, it, that, <laughs> to me, that, that's kind of where it's. I'd be Magic, LeBron, and uh, Actually, and I want to switch one of mine out for us. <laughs> I've been over here thinking, and I feel a little bad because we all did it. I want to switch Pistol Pete out, and I'm going to switch him out for Serena Williams. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, nice. Pistol Pete? Yeah, I love Pistol Pete, man. He's he's top five on my all-NBA. Like, I love Pistol Pete. Oh, that, now, that's he, what we need to do. And he's a Carolina guy. Time. But I feel like we got to get some sisters in there, so I definitely think Serena Williams would be awesome to talk to her. You just want you just want Serena sitting at the table. Hey, man, nobody, I don't think Muhammad or um, nah. AI is going to be mad about nah. it. Yeah. Be like, good look, Brandon, good look. You know we don't know what to even say to her. Good look. <laughs> <laughs> she just sit over here on the side. Man, um, so, yeah, so that's good good stuff. If you got nominees for who you would have for your, um, the three in your dinner party of four, athletes past, present, future, dead or alive, um, you can actually go to bestsportstalkshow.com. You can hear the show live from there, and there's a chat box where you can actually go in and chat uh, with us, ask us questions, um, tell us things about the show, tell us about things you like, tell us about things you don't like. Um, and we can actually comment live on the air um, about it. You're listening to The Rundown with Desmond Johnson. The specials never stop at Blue Naples Pizza, an Italian restaurant. Every day, you get a large two-topping pizza for only $11.99. On Sunday, watch football and enjoy our large one-topping pizza and 10 wings for only $17.99. Plus lunch specials every day of the week. Blue Naples Pizza, an Italian restaurant. 1519 Union Cross Road in Kernersville. This should be played at high volume. Ray's Body Shop and Rucker Service has served Winston-Salem and surrounding areas for over 50 years. In addition to collision repair, Ray's also performs auto painting and towing. Using only the best quality products and materials, Ray's team of technicians is the best of the best. Family owned and operated, all of their work is guaranteed. When you find yourself in a bind, their 24-hour emergency towing and wrecker service is here to help. Call Ray's Body Shop and Wrecker Service today for a free estimate. 336-788-6174. Zesto Burgers and Ice Cream is a modern-day American diner serving burgers, sandwiches, wings, ribs, other quality food, and ice cream since 1945. Located only minutes from East Forsyth at 2600 New Walkertown Road. Every Monday, 
35-cent boneless wings, and every Wednesday, 50-cent bone-in wings. 100% fresh, never-frozen Angus beef burgers, fried fish, steak, shrimp, chicken platters, and more. Delivery now available through Grubhub, Takeout Central, and DoorDash. Zesto Burgers and Ice Cream, 2600 New Walker Town Road in Winston-Salem. Back to the Rundown with Desmond Johnson. That's it for Wednesday's rundown. Uh, appreciate you stopping by with us. Uh, shout out to Johnny O for stopping in and uh, hitting those topics up from last night. Uh, Saturday, we'll be back with you at 12 noon live from Zesto Burgers and Ice Cream in Winston-Salem over at 2600 New Walkertown Road. Come check us out. Grab a lunch. Sit in and uh, check out the rundown, a supersized rundown, two hours long. Uh, Rod Funderburk and Brandon Blakeney will be in the house. Zesto's has ribs, wings, steak sandwiches, burgers, hot dogs, you name it. It's a pretty cool spot. Um, you can definitely check us out over there. 12 noon Saturday, we'll have a super size rundown. I give a special shout out to our uh, sponsors, Ray's Body Shop and Record Service in Winston-Salem, Haviland Express Lube, Kernersville Auto Center on Highway 66 in Kernersville, uh, Blue Naples Pizza in Kernersville, and Zesto Burgers and Ice Cream in Winston-Salem. We'll also have our second winner of the Sports Carolina Monthly High School Athlete of the Week Award. Uh, we'll unveil that on Saturday as well. So for everyone involved, uh, we appreciate everything, and um, we will talk to you Saturday. It's the Rundown. You're listening to The Rundown with Desmond Johnson.